There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'd like to take a second to introduce our newest friends from SeatGeek. Let them take the confusion out of your ticket-buying experience. Instead of shopping dozens of sites to find the best deal, let SeatGeek do the work for you. Their app scans the web for the best deals to your favorite game, concert, or show and rates them on a scale of 0 to 10 to let you know if you're getting the best bang for your buck. A green dot marks great deals, yellow dot good deals, and red dot not so good deals. Use promo code ACAA at checkout to receive $20 off your first purchase. That's two free beers at the stadium on them. What are you waiting for? That's promo code ACAA for $20 off your first purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event, we have the tickets. It's hard to believe, but football is back. The NFL preseason has kicked off, and soon we'll have regular season college football and NFL football. That means it's time to make an account at the best online sports book known to man. That's right, I'm talking about my bookie. Sports betting is exploding in popularity. If you want to get in on the action with a trusted company that's been in business for years, my bookie is the place for you. With an easy, no-hassle mobile site, 24-7 customer service, and bets on every sport and prop imaginable, MyBookie provides a safe betting experience. Maybe you think Drew Brees and the Saints get the revenge for the terrible blown call in last year's NFC Championship. Or maybe you think Tom Brady and the Patriots win an unbelievable 7th Super Bowl. Why not make money when your prediction comes true? And if you deposit today, MyBookie will give you a 50% deposit bonus. That's right, you put in $100 and they give you $50. You put in $1,000, they'll give you $500. It's that easy. Football weekends are the best, but they're even more thrilling when every touchdown can win you more money. So go to MyBookie.ag and sign up with promo code READY. That's R-E-A-D-Y. At MyBookie, you play, you win, you get paid. Boys, it's Jeremy W. Miller. Neal the rebound. Kevin Alley brings it up. Throws it across. Miller for three. Oh, he backed it in. He backed it in. And the game is tied. We're going to overtime. Over the rebound for his ninth. 18 points, nine rebounds, six oh. assists. From oh, oh, oh the chicken. Double time. Miles Turner. Yeah. Welcome to the NBA, my friend. Turner sets the screen. Oh, Whoa, deep oh no! With oh, the right no. Hand. Don't let him throw it down like that. Victor on the deep phone. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Born Ready to Pod Podcast. Welcome to episode 51 of the Born Ready to Pod Podcast. My name's Chris Cook. Sitting next to me for the past half hour, Eric Hawk and Jake Light is here too now. So, this is a problem. I'm usually very much on time. Can we all agree that I'm usually very you're much usually on right on time? Usually, never, you're never a second early. Though. Never a second early, but usually not a second late either. No, Just arrived. Today I was working in my office. We're about to start school again. Got a new job, and it's. No, relatively a mess in that office. So I'm working in there. I've been working there for about four or five hours and really over the past couple days. And there's no clock in there. And I left my cell phone in another room. And I looked for my cell phone and realized it was 6 o'clock, which is when I was supposed to be here. So I called Chris. And so I'm at the mercy of you two. Like, I, I guess you could whip me. Give me a little Adrian Peterson action, I guess. I don't know. Whatever you, whatever you think is right, I, I will take it. I answer the question right now. How many games are the Browns going to win? Uh, I'll say 10. Okay, and if you had a genie, what would your three wishes be? Um, if I had a genie, my three wishes, obviously, Pacers title. Oh, okay. I nice. think that's number one. Uh, number two, um, it's kind of a loaded question I here. I, I think I'd take a Brown Super Bowl, too. Okay. I'd go Brown Super Bowl. One. And then three, um, I think it would uh, be for Scott to find happiness in life. <laughs> <laughs> so, very noble of you. Yeah, I know. So we were right. just talking about Scott. He changed his Twitter name. What is it? 
the ugly guy underscore nine. We need to reach out. It is, yeah. Scott, <laughs> if you're listening, just reach it, reach back out to us. How's that? I Scott, wish you would step off Scott off that ledge, my friend. Follower of the show. Um, He's a downtrodden follower. Very <laughs> negative. He doesn't follow the show, but he follows us on Twitter. And he... Uh, we try to get him on the show, but he won't do it. Constant entertainment. Yeah. He's like the exact opposite of us, where we can, you know, we can usually find something, you know, positive yeah, in life. We can bullshit our way out of a paper bag. Yeah, you know? that's just how we and do it. Scott is the paper bag. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like All right, it. sorry. Go ahead. So today's a two-part show. First part we're talking NBA. Second yes. part we're talking NFL. Got a lot of stuff for you guys. Um, so, f- which one do you want to start with? Um, I say which NBA. league? NBA. NBA. Let's go NBA. That's All the right. name of the show. So. Uh, the first thing I want to go over, we did this last year, was over-unders. So the over-and-under numbers have came out for this year. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to list off what the number is set. Uh, I forget what sports book I got it from, but uh, they're pretty much around the same number. Sweet. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to say the team, I'm going to say what their projection is, and you're just going to tell me over or under. I love this. So I have 15 NBA teams here. I'll tell you what the number is and what, how many games they won last year. Um, so first up, we obviously got to start with the Pacers. Their over-under number set at 47.5. Last year they won 48 games. They've won 48 two years in a row now, is that right? Yes. I'm going to just say over. I'm going to say they get to 48 again. <laughs> I, I like the over as well. I think they're going to be... It's going to be close. Even if they're not, even without Oladipo at the beginning, they still have enough firepower to, you know, yeah. make a difference. Yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah, like that. yeah, that'd be great. So I'll say over for the Indiana Pacers. I think 47 halves fair, and even if they go under, I don't think it'll be much less than that. All right, next up, the Atlanta Hawks. This year, their over-under number set at 33.5. Last year, they won 29 games. I'm going to say over because I think I said they were going to be the eighth seed. So yeah. I think they're going to get like I 36, think, 38. Yeah, somewhere. I'm thinking they're going to be – I think 38 is a really good number. I'm going to say over as well on the Atlanta they Hawks. Got they, they got, got shooting. They got shooting, and young. they got some youth. I mean, they play hard. I mean, if they were in the West, maybe not. But no, yeah. In the East, yeah, think, yeah, I, yeah I agree. Over. Next up, Boston Celtics, 48.5, had uh, several key departures in the offseason, but a few additions, including Kimba Walker. Last year, they won 49 games. I'm going to say under. I just think this is the one that's, to me, it's close again, but under. If one of those guys gets injured, Tatum, Kimba, like, that's, I think that changes their team drastically, scoring-wise, at least. Yeah, I think, you know, I think Tatum's got to take a big step. Uh, Boston Celtics, I'm thinking 46. Yeah. It sounds good. They're still going to be a good team. I still think the Pacers finish with a better record. There's a piano in the background coming from somewhere. <laughs> Ice cream man? I don't know, maybe. My wife is in there watching Desperate Housewives, so maybe it's coming from that. Uh, Who watches ooh, Desperate I Housewives? Just, I've never seen enough. A Desperate Housewife would. Yeah. So, not really sure why, but she's watching it on Hulu right now. And so it's a 15... It, I looked it up, it Started started on in 2004, and so she has to watch 90-second ads like five times during a one-hour show. Wow, that's rough. For a show that's 15 years old. Anyway, it's back on track here. Dallas Mavericks are next, 40.5, and uh, last year they won 33 games, and right now I feel like it's a part of my take with the sirens in the background. Yeah, yes. I don't know. This one's tough. Forty and a half for Dallas. Thirty-three last year. They obviously got better. Can I go first, just yeah, go so ahead. we don't agree for sure? Porzingis. I'm going to say under. I'm going to say about thirty-eight. I don't. I mean, Porzingis. Are we writing these down? Are we? Is this? Are we holding our feet to the fire? I'll uh, just come back and listen to it. Yeah, that's whatever. Um, I'm thinking under. I'm thinking about thirty-eight. I don't trust Porzingis as far as he can throw a. I really don't think, but I'm just going to say over because maybe they get 41 and get lucky. They're a 40-some win team, I think. Yeah, I If they play to their top potential. These, like, middling teams, like, at the end of the year, it's just like, oh, sweet. In the West, they're all going to be clunked up. They're all going to be within three games. It's going to be a cluster. You know what? Agreed. All right, next up, the Denver Nuggets. Last year, they surprised folks and won 54 games, and this year they're set at 51.5. Man. I, I'm thinking under. I'm thinking about 49 or 50. Um, they did win 54 games. A lot of things bounced their way. They're getting a little older 
at certain positions like Millsap, he's going to be taking a step back. Um, I really like Jabal Murray, obviously, Jokic. I mean, they're two really good players, but I just think they regress just a tiny bit, and so they're still one of the top three seeds in the West. I'm going to say over just because I can see them, just because they're so – they were young last year, Jokic. I mean, they've got older in spots, but their core is still strong, I think. Jesus, so sirens. Sirens. Hot. Like someone just got like a shootout. So, I feel like there's like a life alert button just pushed, yeah. uh, and then it just disappears. Okay, all right, we're good. All right, so I'm going over. this is why we're the best podcast. Speaking yes. of, everybody doesn't know this, but you two know I'm in a fantasy draft at seven o'clock. Right yeah, now that recording this at six thirty. It's yeah. going to be great. And I just opened the draft, and I have tenth pick. That's that's actually not too bad. So back to back picks. Yeah, I like we'll that. I can't wait you to think hear. Early will be there. Maybe. We'll see. I probably won't take it. <laughs> okay. We think Golden State Warriors? Golden State Warriors. Last year they won 57 games. This year their number set at 47.5. I think everyone I've been hearing, Steph's going to make the MVP push. This is his last year to really go for it and probably agree. But I, I don't. Like, I think it's under. I think they're 45, 46. I think, I think they, uh, they definitely – they're going to be on the fringe of a home court, but at the end I don't know if they're going to get it. So I would say under. Just Thinking around five, the fifth seed in the West, I think, is what we talked to. Or what I said a yeah. couple. Of- Weeks ago, probably about closer to a month ago now. Jeez, but so I'm thinking, I'm thinking that 45 number is really good. So I'll say under. But man, if Steph goes off, I could see some big things happening for sure. Next up, the Houston Rockets. Last year, won 53 games, and this year, set pretty much around the same, 53.5. Under. I don't. I mean, they're one James Harden like ankle injury away from him missing like two weeks, and they don't win. Yeah. For like two weeks, you know what I mean. So like to me, this is an easy under. Um, they they have less firepower this year, and I just I I I just hate Houston. I always have. So yeah. I'm gonna just say uh, over just for to be fun. Okay, maybe they'll get 54. <laughs> they had such a bad start. Like, remember they were gonna add the playoffs like, yeah. the first two three weeks of the season. And yeah, they just went. They just flipped. Turn it on. Turn it on. We'll see. All right, next up, Los Angeles Clippers. Bunch of overhaul on that team that uh, got the eight seed last year. Last year they won 48 games. This year, with the two new additions they have and probably some load management that you'd have to account for there, they're projected at 54.5. Not my favorite one. This one's tough. I mean, in theory, yes, but I think Kawhi is going to miss 10 games just for the rest. We don't know. I mean, Paul's going to be good. I'm going to say over just because – if I think they're going to be the number one seed, I think they'll have 57, closer to 60. I was, I was going to be like right at the 53, 54, so I'll go under, but I still think that's enough to be the number one seed in the West because I think, you know, I said Denver about 49. Yeah. So I think the, the Clippers are right there. Even if they go under, they can still be the number one seed in the West. All right, next up, Los Angeles Lakers. We get sick and tired of talking about them, but they're always in the news and they're on our over-under list. Last year they won 37 times this year their over under number is set at 51.5 i'm gonna say under because i hate them yeah under i would have them as the four seed in the west so they would slot somewhere between golden state warriors at 45 and i can't remember who else i said earlier maybe maybe the rockets so yeah just somewhere between there four seed i would say off the top of my head 47 wins which is still an improvement, but yeah. I don't trust Anthony Davis either. I mean, he's never been on a good team, period, so whatever. All right, next up, Milwaukee Bucks. They were the number one seed in the East last year, won 60 games. This year their over-under number is set at 56.5. That's the highest one on here, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. I'm going to say over. I think just losing Brock, it's tough, but I still think they're going to be the one seed with Giannis. <laughs> I just really do, so – yeah, I'll say they'll be right around 60 again. Okay, I'd say over two. I'd say somewhere between 58 and 60 would be a good number for them. So yeah. I'd go over. New Orleans Pelicans. Last year they won 33 games. This year their over-under number is set at 38.5. Wow, that's interesting. It's interesting. I'm going to go under, obviously. I think, you know, Zion is he's good, but... Yeah, it's going to take some time. I don't think he's going to translate immediately to a star in the NBA, so I'll say under about 35. 
Yeah, I was gonna go under too. Just in that West, it's 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 top top have top to bottom. It's pretty good. Those top eight. Seasons. I mean, Drew Holiday's a good player, but yeah, they have good players, and they're all young. They're gonna be defensively fine, but I just don't think they're gonna win forty games. So right. Go under. All right, the New York Knicks. Their numbers set at twenty six point five this year. They added fifteen power forwards. Um, R.J. Barrett. Last year they won seventeen times. So I think they win eighteen games. Yeah, I think I I was gonna say I was gonna say twenty wins would be a win for them. This is under as under could be. Yeah, very much under. So you think twenty six point five is very high? I think that was very high. It's generous. That's the lowest one on this list, though. So. All right, Philadelphia 76 years. Mm. This year, their over-under number set at 54.5. Last year, they won 51 games. I don't know. That's another tough one. I'll just say over. I think they'll be the two seed with 57 wins. I'd say slightly under. I think 54 is a great number. So 54.5 will leave me to say under. There you go. All right, Toronto Raptors. Last year, NBA champions won 58 games. This year, they're over and under number after losing Kawhi and pretty much not getting anything back for him is 45.5. Uh, under. Under. Yeah, I think they're going to be below the Pacers. So yeah, oh, I definitely think they're behind the Pacers. I think under, I, I would say Toronto's chance to be the eight seed with 39 wins. Yeah, that's fair. And last year on the list, the Utah Jazz. Last year they won 50 games. This year, 53.5 is their over-under number. What do you think? They're going to win a lot of games for sure. Just playing in Utah is tough for other teams, but Man, that's my, a lot. 53.5 is a lot considering Mike Conley always misses time. Yeah. And, I mean, you got I'll say over. Bojan and Joe Ingles. Ah, uh, no, you know what? I really don't think it would be over. But by my rankings, I would have Utah around five, yeah, I'm six. Gonna I think I do. Man, it's just tough. It, it, I mean, this is tough. It's very tough. These I'll are say all kind of I know. Tough. I'll say under. I'll say under too. My okay. initial is over, but we'll say under. Ow. That, that sounds like her. All right, so do you guys want to go into NFL over-unders next? Might as well. Let's or do you want to do around the association? Uh, do we want to split? We could split the show in two and just go, like, NBA. Should we just do NBA around the association? I say we do it. All right, let's do it. All right, one second, folks. It's time for Presented by Born Ready 2 Okay, first up, we got the NCAA issued a memo to agents last Monday outlining new certification requirements to represent players testing the NBA draft waters. In the memo, the NCAA outlined new criteria for agents. A bachelor's degree, NBPA certification for at least three consecutive years, professional liability insurance, and completion of an in-person exam in Indianapolis. Some are calling this the Rich Paul Rule. Thoughts? Okay, so off the top of my head, I don't see what the big deal is with this, honestly. I know some people were freaking out about the bachelor's degree, okay? Like, I remember Bomani Jones is like, the bachelor's degree is the tell here. Like, they don't want, you know, people like Rich Paul just like... Getting rich, not going to school. He's already rich. I mean, yeah, no, 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 but I mean like the next Rich Paul. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I really don't have a problem with this because when the whole, you know, agent thing started, it was lawyers. I mean, that's really what an agent is. It's a lawyer working your contract, working through your finances, uh, getting you in line to be legally and properly ready to live your life. Yeah. And so I don't even think the bachelor's degree is a big deal. So to me, I think the NCAA and the NBA are doing the right thing here. I mean, if you want to be an agent, get a bachelor's degree, get your certification, and be an agent. Don't was, just try to have a money grab just because you like have a name or you're good with talking. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think first off, this doesn't matter because LeBron James is going to work for Rich Paul. He's going to be doing some heavy lifting. Oh, 100%. Clutch sports is going to be just fine. But I was a little shocked this was all it took to be an agent. Like, I thought you had to get a law degree. Like, I was I, I was on that thinking. So this isn't that hard on, like, a bachelor's degree. What, did they honor, like, an honorary bachelor's degree? Because I'm sure, like, a college would just give him one of those. Yeah, probably. He's done enough to have, like, a sports management degree, obviously. Yeah. He deserves that. So it's really not that hard, and I think 
I don't think it's going to change much. You're at just going to go to the University of Phoenix. Yeah, exactly. Like this is this is a non-issue. It's an accredited association. Yeah. So that's all I got. Anything, Chris? No, not really. I uh, I uh, sick and tired of hearing about it on uh, on Twitter sphere. People talking about it. And uh, I mean, it's that time of the year where there's not much news going on, so it's headlining everything. But yeah, the Rich Paul rule. Go to the University of Phoenix, get your degree in about a month. Yeah, and let's move on with our lives. Exactly. Next up, we got Draymond Green and the Golden State Warriors agreed to a four-year, hundred million dollar maximum contract extension. Green will turn 30 next season and average his lowest mark of points per game and rebounds per game last season since 2013-2014. This will also have an impact on the light NBA free agent class next season. Thoughts? Right move? I think it's the right move. I mean, why do you think it's the right move? I mean, because it looks like they got the, they've had the salary to do it. They're not going to keep Russell. They're focusing on Green, who, for what he does, the complete player does a little bit of everything. What's he making? Twenty-five million a year. It's a little high for a guy that doesn't score a lot, but I mean, I think he's, he's going to get that money elsewhere. He means more to them he's than he would anybody else. Yeah. yeah, he's a perfect fit, um, and he would get that money next year. I, I truly think he would get that money because of. I mean, you mentioned it's a light free agent class, so yeah. Steph wins the MVP next year. So I can see Draymond going for like the defensive, you know, player yeah. Every year. So, yeah, like, it's not. I don't think it's. I don't think it's bad at all. I know. I think Chris, maybe you think it's a tad high. No, just when he's – I mean, I think you should reward your players, and he's been there since the beginning. Um, by the end of that contract, he'll be – okay, that bug is bothering the hell out of me. It's the last time we record in a garage. Right? <laughs> um, is that a cicada? What is that? Yeah, I don't know, dude. It's <laughs> Indiana, baby. Um, yeah, I know. If you're listening to this, we bring the sounds of Indiana to our podcast. Yes. Cicadas, alarms, and then airplanes. Dogs, dog barking in the background. What are we even talking about? Oh, yeah. Draymond. Okay, the cicadas bother me so much. <laughs> Anyways, uh, what you got to know here? I got my point. Draymond. But he averaged seven points and seven rebounds last season. He averaged seven points. Seven points and seven <laughs> rebounds. <laughs> so, um, and he thought he should have been an all-star. Like, yeah, you got to average I think a little more than seven points. I don't watch the Golden State like a lot of people, so I can't say he's overrated. But I mean, And that's just the difference between a second-round max and a first-round He'll be 34 or 35 when his contract runs out. He'll be making $25 million a year. It will be one of the worst NBA contracts in four or five seasons. Maybe, but this is only a four-year extension starting, what, next year? So he'll be 34, 30, like you just said. So yeah. Maybe. We'll see. I think Draymond's got these kind of, like, got the build. He could last as a defender, what he does. Yeah. Yeah, so, I don't know. Whatever. I just don't like him, so probably most Yeah, not but. a lot of people do, I think. The NBA is set to release the full schedule at 3 p.m. on Monday. It's just tomorrow. So today. Yeah. Okay, today, so the full schedule's coming out today at 3 p.m. Some dates have already leaked. From the schedule, including opening night and Christmas Day games. What are some things you are looking forward to seeing on the schedule, which I have not seen? <laughs> I know, uh, who's, who's playing on Christmas? Golden State, Houston are playing on Christmas? That's yeah, I'm going to pull up what the... the uh, Lakers, Clippers. Lakers, Clippers. I'll say this. The one thing I'm looking forward to for the Pacers-wise is seeing what their first 20 or 30 games look like. Yeah. With yeah. Oladipo on the bench. So would you guys favor an easier schedule to out the gate without – so easier schedule and then the schedule gets tougher towards the end of the season? Or would you rather play the harder teams first and play easier teams later on? That way Oladipo can get back in a stride playing against weaker competition. I think I'd rather play harder teams first. I think I'd rather play them later. Just because I think we're, t- we're going to be young, a lot of new moving pieces. It could be an opportunity schedule, to grow, though, without having a lot of expectations. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, if we play the sucky teams first and we lose to the sucky teams, then we're going to If you play a hard shit. schedule early, you're probably going to lose more. I don't want to be in a position battle that's going to like hinder and take years off my life. You know, I don't want to be 13 and 12 or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I see both sides of it. You want to win games, but I think I you just I if I had to pick one, a harder schedule later for me, just because a lot of new pieces on the team. So opening night's going to be Clippers, Lakers. And then Raptors and Pelicans. And then Christmas Day games. Clippers, Lakers. Uh, Pelicans <laughs> versus Nuggets. Pelicans are getting a lot of love. Celtics, Raptors, Bucks, Sixers, and Rockets and Warriors. Yeah. So, no 
Pacers? No Pacers on Christmas this year. I don't can't say. Give me the Pacers Jazz like annual Christmas matchup. The two teams of each conference, I feel like they get slided the most. I can't wait. Just give them a matchup. Well, just look at the Pelicans. They, I mean, they're they get Zion, and then now look, they're just going to have probably twenty five. I mean, that's how it works. Games, man, it's nuts. So the Pacers just need to. We're going to be getting a lot of Lonzo Ball. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. All right, next up, NBA.com released their all-decade team last week for players in the 2010s era, which I think, isn't there another season to go in that era? I, I think so. so um, it's a little early, if you had to ask me. 2019-2020. So. Yeah. We're not even in So 18-19. So this would be the start of the new decade. Okay, yeah. Yeah. We're in. Right. So I'm guessing this is 2009-2010, too. This is 2000. The teams were, Nate, ranked five players, each is first, second, and third teams. So let's debate. This is the, terrible. I'm just now looking at this. First team, all-decade, NBA team, Steph Curry, James Harden, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard. So this before is, we move on, let's debate joke. that. What do you guys think about the first team? Um, I'd have to look at the snubs. I don't agree with Carmelo Anthony on the second team already. I can tell from this. I don't think Blake Griffin should be on the second team either. I know we're – I mean, it's hard for me to say no to any of these guys up top, but, man – I mean, you're taking a chunk out of Dwayne Wade's career where he was pretty damn good. Yeah. Like, I mean, mm. solid. You know, Kobe's at the back end, so maybe not so much him, but I think Dwayne Wade's getting screwed out of this, and there's no Dirk on the whole list. Yeah, I mean, what... I guess I could see the Dirk snub a little bit. He hasn't been highly effective since what? Like, But Kobe wasn't really effective. He won a I title, know, I, but so did Dirk. I don't necessarily agree with Cody on there either, Kobe, but... First team, LeBron, Kevin, Steph, I think those are all the locks. Yep. Kawhi, he definitely had his rises and moments in finals MVPs. I think I'd rather have Dwayne Wade instead of James Harden. That's just me. Okay, that's fair. And I think Westbrook deserves to be on one of these three teams. Second team, Chris Paul, Westbrook, Anthony Davis, Blake Griffin, Carmelo Anthony. See, I I can't stand the Anthony Davis yeah. thing. What about Blake Griffin? And I, can't, I already mentioned Blake Griffin. I didn't think that one was very good either. I think Carmelo is fair there. I mean... Actually, he's probably more of a third team. He seems like a third team guy. If I had to move somebody up to second team, it'd probably be Dwayne Wade, like you said. Yeah. And I think Giannis, because he got a star late, he's on the I think I'd rather have Dirk than Blake Griffin. Well, that's... I mean, seriously. I I, I mean, I can see it. What is Blake Griffin? I mean, Blake Griffin has literally accomplished nothing. And neither has Chris Paul or Russell Westbrook. Actually, that whole second team, they just... They... Their playoff... They, they suck in the playoffs. Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, Blake Griffin, Carmelo Anthony. They wouldn't win a playoff series if they all played together. <laughs> to be fair, Anthony Davis did have a good playoff run two years ago when he actually played. But other than that, they won one playoff series. Yeah, and they weren't the underdogs. I mean, I guess. I don't know. Hey, you don't want to play. Remember when they said you don't want to play in New Orleans when they were playing the Warriors? Yeah. <laughs> they made a big deal about that. Oh, uh, God. I'm but, trying to think of a player that comes to my head who also – that you thought might have been that left off. That should have been, yeah, that was left off. Um, Horford, maybe. Kind of a, the guy that's been here all decade. I'm trying to think of a guy that's just... Like an older guy. That's just been the whole decade and just been like a consistent threat, you know? Vince Carter could have been in any decade. Yeah. I've been alive. I don't know. Can't think of really anybody. I mean, if you can't think of somebody, then, then maybe not. You know who I what was... about Damian Lillard? I thought about Lillard. And I thought LaMarcus Aldridge being on there was... It's a little tough. But what about a guy, like, seriously now, I know probably not up to, like, this level, but a guy like Paul Millsap has been, like, a stud. He's been, like, an 18-10 and 10 guy for the last yeah, You're putting Millsap, who you taking off? If you got to take one guy off. Uh, no, I mean, I'm just saying. I like, feel like Millsap would be in like that next tier. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to think of guys yeah. who you could even like say. Like, to me, Lamarcus Aldridge isn't like a shoe in over Paul Millsap. No, and hey, that's the beautiful thing of these lists. We just get to debate them, and it means nothing. So. It means absolutely nothing, and <laughs> people stop. People stop listening twenty minutes ago when the cicada was going. You think Victor Oladipo will be on the next All Decade team? Mm, I think he's got a chance. He's got a chance. You need what, like five good years? You need five top. good years. Uh, maybe only two good years. Carmelo's on here. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. All right, and that, Kobe. That concludes the NBA news. Is there any other NBA news I forgot? I don't think so. Didn't I saw the Team USA is basically just the Celtics. Thad Young got cut from that team. Yeah. 
Um, I know they've had people not want to play for Team USA. We've t- I think we talked about that last episode a little bit, but other than that, I mean, it's it's boring dead month. Year. August it's is the deadest, year. is the most dead deadest, whatever the word is there. We're gonna start getting the some three league highlights. The three on three, I saw Joe Johnson hit a four pointer <laughs> to win. I don't know if you guys saw that. Oh yeah, a little step back. Yeah. So, so September will be good to us. NFL will be back, and uh, the. Training camp for the Pacers will start, so yeah. we'll have a lot more news there we go. at that point. But until then, it's just going to be dry this month in news. So, yeah, all right, so. we're going to take a quick break. Do you guys want to take a quick I break? I think we just keep going. Just Let's keep going. This out. Uh, I just right. wanted to water. Yeah, I just wanted to water. It's tough. That's okay. All right, yeah. You. I mean, you get here late. You don't no, that's fine. Choice. I get it. I get it. We'll Let's take go. a break before. Let's do it after the NFL over. Leaks in the league. Okay, all right. All right, let's just go straight into these over Ooh, do you want me to You send this up? Well, first we're just going to talk about the over-unders, unless you want to hit on it. Yeah, let's talk about over Sorry, guys, we're rusty. It's been a couple of weeks. Yeah. All right, rusty. go ahead. No, I was just going to set up over-under. I was just going to be... Go ahead, I'll participate. Too. Okay, NFL over-under. So we're going to go through, I believe it's uh, 15 teams here. Is that correct, Chris? 15, yep, 15 teams. teams. We're going to go over the over-under number that Chris found. Um, and this is what odds, odds makers have released to be the projected win totals for the following NFL teams. So we'll read the team, read the over-under number, and then all of us will kind of give a quick input on what they think that team's win total will actually be. So first, we'll start out with the Indianapolis Colts, the beloved Indianapolis Colts here. 10 wins in 2018. They are projected to win 10 games this year. Hawk, what are you thinking here? I'm look, I'm just kind of looking at the other teams projected 10 wins, and I want to step ahead, but um, there's a couple of them on this list. So I'm trying to kind of compare them. Um, last year, what, they were 9-7? 10-6. 10-6. They're going to be right. I Everyone I've talked to thinks 11-5. So... 11 and 5, 12 and 4 is what I'm hoping for. That week one matchup against the Chargers is going to be huge. And then we're on the road in Tennessee, game I'm not as worried about, but we have a history of just starting off to a slow start like the last five years. It's been very, very disappointing to watch Colts football in the month of August and September. So, or September, October. So, I'm going to say over just because of the high hopes. I think the defense is legit. This is the first year the Colts have had a defense that I would actually kind of want to have on yeah. fantasy football. Since I've played fantasy football. Like the right. last six, seven years, right. I've never really even thought about having the Colts. This is the first year I could see they can turn the ball over. You know, they're going to hold teams to lower scoring averages, hopefully. So that's why I think over 10. And it all it depends on luck, like you say, every time, too. But <laughs> I think you will be ready. I'm going over as well. Uh, just because I think our last – show or the show before we projected the, how many wins they would get yeah and i said 13 and i can't back down now so yeah, yeah. 13 and 3 would be amazing and we got some tough games we play kansas city on a sunday night we play the whole afc at west. san diego to start off for the whole afc west yeah so it'll be interesting fun we play atlanta we play the saints so we'll definitely have some tough games but i think we should win the majority of our games so, yeah so. I would say I would say over as well for the Colts. I'm, I'm thinking 11 or 12 wins, and you guys watch them more than I do, but I, I definitely think that they have the defense that you mentioned, Hawk, as well offensively. they I mean, they got weapons out there yin-yang, so they should be solid. So um, I think we're all over for the Indianapolis Colts at 10 wins. Next, the Atlanta Falcons, 2018, they had seven wins. They are now projected for 8.5 wins. Chris, thoughts? I'm going to say... Just because it feels like there's a new team every year in, what is it, the NFC South that yeah. comes out and wins, I'll say the Falcons are that team this year, and I'm I'm pushing the over button. Yeah, but they were just in the Super Bowl two years ago, right? So, yeah, but they, like, alternate. Yeah, like, one year the Panthers alternate. are good, Saints are good. I'm just saying, like. I agree. It, that that whole division's shaky. And the thing is, they can be perfectly healthy, the Falcons, and they they're, I feel like they're always in those games. They just lose close. Yeah, because the Saints, that that whole division, and you don't really know what the Buccaneers are going to be yet. Um, You're assuming they're going to be the worst team, but you never know. I mean, Arians is kind of a a smart guy. I would say Falcons, I I would picture them as a playoff team right now. So I would say over. I think they get to those nine, ten wins, so I would say over. I feel like they'd have to get to the nine-win total at least, or ten-win total. I I would also say over. Their defense last year was the worst defense I've ever seen. It was Mm -hmm. atrocious. It was abysmal. They're more healthy this year. Uh, They obviously have weapons on the offensive end, so as long as Matt Ryan stays healthy, I think they are clearly in that nine-to-eleven win range. Let's get Devontae Freeman the ball. 
Like, yeah, yeah, what the heck, yeah. Shout out Zawan. Hopefully your Bucks can win the division this year. There we go. Uh, Chicago Bears, 2018, they went 12-4, and four, so 12 wins. This year, odds makers have them at 9 wins. Hawk. That's tough. So there's always a couple teams coming into the NFL year, the hype team. I remember the Eagles were a couple years ago when they made all those moves. The Colts were once. Colts were when they got Andre Johnson and Frank Gore. And <laughs> so it kind of just doesn't pan out. The Bears have the defense. Obviously, they're going to be eight and eight no matter what. That ninth win, everyone—they're they're one of those hype teams. It's them, it's Cleveland, it's Kansas City. The hype teams. Those are the ones going into the season. I think one of those will not be as good as projected, but nine wins for the Bears—that should be pretty easy if Mitch Trubisky can just do what he did last year with that defense. So I'm going to say I'm going to uh, pull a loophole here and say even. Oh. I like that. Just because, I mean, I think that's a fair number, and then the Vikings, I think, will be better this year. Should be. Um, and then uh, Packers, hopefully, you know, they get their stuff together. Not Who's their running back, the Bears running back now? It's going to be David Montgomery, I think. Montgomery, and they're going to have Tariq Cohen still. So, yeah. yeah. And Montgomery's and a rookie. A lot depends on him. I then could, you got the Lions, too. So, I think I think nine wins is fair. I couldn't agree more with Chris. I was going to say even myself when yeah. he said loophole. I thought he was going to go under. No. I think even is a good number. I think ten wins wins the NFC. North, yeah. because I think that is the best division in football. So, uh, good one call. One minute until my draft starts. One minute until the draft starts. Can't wait to have that live coverage for you guys here. I'll be born ready to pod podcast. Um, Cleveland Browns, my Cleveland Browns, 2018, 2018, seven wins. Um, all after inserting Baker Mayfield into the starting lineup, even after cutting. Coaches, uh, different players, trading Josh Gordon for pennies. I mean, seven wins in 2018 after not winning anything in 2017. And we got honking behind us. Someone is very clearly mad. Um, this is Indiana, folks. And this year, the odds makers have them at nine wins. I can comfortably say I've, I think nine to 11 wins is the sweet spot. I'm not going to go crazy. I'm not saying 13 or 14 or anything crazy like that. I am going to say over. And I would project the Browns to be at about 10 and 6, 11 and 5 this year. Chris, thoughts? I'm just going to say under to piss you off. That's fine. That's all I have You're to say. really good at that. I'm going to say over because I'm looking at their schedule. They play the Dolphins. Yeah, their schedule the last year was they tougher. They play the 49ers. They yeah. play the Ravens, a winnable game for them. Lions, Buccaneers, Redskins. I mean, not Redskins this preseason, my bad. But Cardinals, So I, I think over just based on their schedule. So for me, I think the AFC, what is it, North? I yep. think it's a little weak than years it, past. Oh, so yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yep. Kamara went number one. Did he? Wow. I think that's the right That's the right move. It might be the right move. So that's what I'm going to say. And I kind of wanted to be down on the Browns, but just remembering what Baker did last year. And how did you see that was. throw this year? Did you see that throw in the yeah, preseason? And their defense is obviously going to be good again. So I think this is the year. I think the over. I would, I would bet the over. Love Jeez, it. We already have three picks. So we have three. We have two AFC teams over ten wins right now. I like that. I like it. Uh, Dallas Cowboys, 2018, ten wins. Most of them after they traded for Amari Cooper. They made a late push. Oddsmakers have them at nine wins with Ezekiel Elliott being a major question mark coming into the season. Nick Chubb just got picked fourth overall. Ooh, don't love that as a Browns fan. <laughs> PPR or no? Yeah, it is. Oh, that's even – that's, that's yeah, not it's not good at all. But Dallas Cowboys, nine wins, odds makers. I'll start off this one. I actually think it's going to be over. I think they – and I don't, I'm not really a Dallas Cowboys lover, but I think Ezekiel Elliott does play, and even if he doesn't, um, they have the offensive line, and I think Dak could easily step up. He's a middle-of-the-road quarterback, but their defense should be really good. I think the NFC East is weak as hell, and so I think Dallas should be a shoe-in for 10 to 12 wins. Um, I think I'm going to go with a push here. I'm going to go okay. nine wins just because I hate Dallas. I we mean, all do. I know Leighton Van Der Esch, they got some good guys on the defensive end. They're going to be an okay team. Uh, and, uh, Cooper, if Ezekiel Elliott sits out, I'm going to say nine wins. I'm saying over. Um, I don't like the uh, holdout situation, but eventually I think he'll come back and play, and I'm hoping he actually drops to me here in a few seconds. Who is it? Ezekiel Elliott. People keep passing on him. Oh. So we'll see what happens there. So I'm going to say over on this, but I wouldn't be surprised if they only won six games because they're the Dallas Cowboys, and yeah. that's what they do. They're destined to be eight. And Dallas. I'm not rooting for them. I hope they win. I hope they win six games. Dallas freaking Cowboys. Another team that America loves. Uh, Green Bay Packers, 2018, six wins. Aaron Rodgers went down with uh, a couple different injuries. Uh, coaching changes were made. 
Now, odds makers have them at nine wins overall. Hawk, I'm going to throw this to you. Another push, nine. Ten wins is tough, and I don't – if it depends on Rodgers, but I don't think Rodgers – I think he'll be above 500. Right. I'm going to go push there. Okay. Cookie? All right. I'm up next, so if I stop it – where are we at? <laughs> We're at we the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going. Uh, I'm going over. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm pushing the over button on that. Good. And How does a guy named Le'Veon Levita Loca not pick Le'Veon Bell in the first thirty seconds? Very, very tough. Yes, it sounds like he might be the pick there. Um, but <laughs> I would say Green Bay Packers under. I think the Bears are clearly better than them, and I think the Vikings are better as well. And I think Detroit could give them a couple, uh, loss or two. So I'll, I'll go under I'm Green Bay Packers. Okay, good. I love it. Thank you. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, guys, I'm up. Okay, okay. all right. We're going to stop everything. We stop everything. Adams. Oh, no. Le'Veon Bell. Yes, get him. Julio Jones. Yes, get him. Does Michael Thomas. Gurley. Odell Beckham. I think you got to go Le'Veon. Beckham and Bell. Le'Veon for sure. And Le'Veon. Whatever you, Julio. Oh, Odell. sorry. I meant Julio. I'd say Julio. I meant Julio and Bell. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty solid. Odell, I mean, Odell's not a bad pick there either. So whatever receiver you, you think is going to have the bigger You game. think, I mean. Bell is, it, is for sure. If it's a PP, go ahead and draft Bell. If it's a PPR, Baker spreads it out a lot. I'd say Julio gets force fed a little more. Yeah, I mean, Baker he, doesn't care who he's Julio's to. scared of the end zone, as we all know. Uh, that's true. I just drafted Julio. And Le'Veon Bell? Yeah. Very nice. Two solid picks. There we go. Back to what I was saying. Nice Kansas City against. Chiefs, 2018, 12 and 4 was their record. Odds makers have them at 10.5 wins. I'll go ahead and start this one off, and I'm going to say over. Yeah, if they're I'm healthy, thinking it's I, if, if, it's, if they're healthy, it's over. As long as Tyree Kill doesn't break any more of his yeah. kids' arms or anything crazy like that. I think uh, they are over. I think they're the most stacked team in that division. They got Pat Mahomes, and even if Mahomes does go down, they have a uh, capable backup. A capable backup that could just keep them afloat, and their defense should be better. Yeah, so I'm going to go. Fifty touchdowns over. and coming off an MVP season. Everyone's saying he's looking even better in preseason so far this yeah. year and the stuff they've been doing. So right. that one's easy. Chiefs yep. over, and that Colts Chiefs game Sunday night might be going. So oh, okay, all right. Yeah, I'm a little surprised. I feel like that number's low. Yeah. So, I'll say over as well, just because I feel like if they would have put it like at 11.5 or 12, then we could have had a conversation, but I think 10.5 is pretty low, so I'll say over. So, we think Chiefs, Browns, Colts, all division champs? Is that what we're saying? Chiefs, Browns, Colts. I like that. Yeah. Okay. I Good. actually have a different division pick for the North. You, what are you thinking? North. You, you think Bits? figure it out. Here okay. Right. okay, here we go. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers last year, 12-4 in 2018. Uh, ten wins. What the odds makers have them at? Obviously, the biggest question mark is Melvin Gordon. Uh, Cook, real quick. I know you hate the Chargers, so go ahead and shout out that over under. I think that they will regress this year, mm-hmm. and I'm saying under. I project them to win eight or nine games. Okay. Okay. Hawkins. Tough one. I mean. They just always seem to just rattle off. Like, they'll be 8-2. and two. You look up and they're 8-2 and two somehow and go, Jesus Christ, so I'm going to go over. I'm going under. I, I think they take a step back as well. I, I think Melvin Gordon's serious about not playing, uh, which is going to kill him because he's their best offensive player right, in my mind by far. So, uh, Los Angeles Rams last year, one of the surprise teams, 13-3. and three. Uh, This year, oddsmakers have them at 10 wins. So, Hawk, what do you think? Los Angeles Rams over or under 10 wins? For the NFC, we haven't picked many over 10 wins in the NFC. At least I haven't. So I'm just going to say yes, just because their offense is prolific. Super Bowl last year, they obviously couldn't score a lot. Gurley's question mark, but they still got weapons, obviously. They still got a decent D. I wouldn't say it's the top D or anything, but, yeah, I'll say over. Cookie. So let's look back at the last few years here. We had the Eagles, who won the Super Bowl in the NFC. They didn't make the playoffs the following year. Who was it? The, the Falcons the year before. They've stunk it up since then. Who was before that? Super Bowl hangover. Carolina. You're talking about Super Bowl hangover. I'm talking about the Super Bowl hangover. Give me the under. We're going Super Bowl oh. hangover here, folks. You heard it here first. I'm going over. I'm going, I think, 11 or 12 is the sweet spot. Um, it all comes down to Gurley being healthy. I think Goff's going to take another step forward. I obviously think they're one of the best coach teams in the NFL, so I would go over on the Los Angeles Rams. New England Patriots, the most hated team in the NFL by far, not even close. 2018, they were 11-5. and This year, oddsmakers have them at 11.5. I believe it's my turn to start it off, so, so I will say. Took Stephon Diggs over Odell Beckham. Ouch. Right now it's pick 24, and 
he's ranked 13th in these rankings. He hasn't got picked. Yet. I love so it. I love it. No, I don't think he's gonna. Yeah, no, he's not gonna get that far. But I'm going under on the Patriots. So I'm thinking this might be the year. Nine and seven? Question mark. Ten and six. I'm going under on that 11.5 number. Hawk, what do you think? Even 11 and five, they're under that. So I'm gonna go under as well. It's better AFC. Their division. It's still gonna suck. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's their top competitions? Not the Bills. Not the Dolphins. Maybe the Jets, and that's a big maybe. So they're going to be – I mean, they're penciled in for eight wins already. Like, let's just be honest. So I'm going to go under. I'm going to say they're going to be 11-5. Yep. yep. I agree. I would just say under just because I think it will be 11 games. So that's a tough one. New Orleans Saints. Last year they went 13-3. and three. This year odds makers have that over under at 10, which is kind of weird because all the NBA games are like 37.5. Uh, and we're just going 10 wins for the Saints. Cook, over under 10 wins for the New Orleans Saints. Oh, man. Even. I'm pulling an even again. Okay. I'm going to go over because I think they're going to be the team that comes out of the division this year. So I'm going to go over. I really like the over as well, and I like the over. I like the teams that have a lot of upside, and even if their quarterback gets hurt, they are not going to completely suck it up. you got Teddy Bridgewater in New Orleans. Uh, the heir apparent to Drew Brees. I think this could be Brees' last year. Uh, they got Michael Thomas done. They've been working on the defense. I'm going to go over on the New Orleans Saints at 10 wins. So, And just a heads up, I'm almost up again. So okay. Ready to go. Well, we're getting ready to talk about a really exciting team right now, and the Oakland Raiders. Did you watch I did not. I've not had any time. It was not so, great. Gotcha. The one dude's annoying, Abrams. Yeah, yeah I love Jonathan Abrams, Abrams though, but He's whatever. Really um, Oakland Raiders, 2018, they were 4-12. and This year, oddsmakers have them at six wins after three first-round picks. Uh, a little more continuity. We got the Cicadas back. This is beautiful. It's an Indiana boys on an Indiana night. Oakland Raiders, six wins. I'll start off, and I will say under, I think, Gruden does not have a hold of the team. I don't think Derek Carr is any good, All right, and I think go. they still got a long way to go. Hawk. I'll give you the top players available okay. here. Okay. Antonio Brown. I like it. Leonard Fournette. Uh-huh. Amari Cooper. Carryon mm-hmm. Johnson. Devontae Freeman. Kittle. Edelman. I think Kittle was one of them. Oh, there's not tight end depth. We talked about this in the last episode. I mean, I'm thinking Kelsey Kittle. I think you got to go for a running back though too. Kittle I think Fournette. Kill yeah, I like Fortnite. Do I take a risk with Antonio Brown? I mean, he he, it's boomer bust. I mean, he's a top, let's be honest. If he's yeah, he's I think I might have to skip out on Kittle. Oh. You took Antonio Brown? Yeah. Okay, so what are you thinking next? It's either Fortnite so or Kittle. I have two receivers. Yeah, Kittle, Kittle, Kittle. PPR, he is a beast. He is the beast. I mean, that is true. If it's PPR, Leonard Fournette's not great in that format. I took Kittle. Let's okay. go! I like it. I like it. I'm not mad. Raiders, over under six wins. Back under. To... Okay. Yep, obviously. Under. Yep. Get him, get him out of yeah, here. we don't Antonio need Antonio Brown's not going to play this year. I think <laughs> <that's right>. Under. <laughs> yeah, boy! Philadelphia Eagles last year in 2018. They were 9-7 and seven this year. Oddsmakers have them at 10 wins. Burr. I'm thinking under. Burr. I could not be more under. They're saying Carson wins possible MVP. I got to see it. Yep. Uh, Hawk is choking, um, and he's not choking on a cicada. No. No. Under. Under. Boo. Chris, um, are we getting tired of over-under? It seems like we're just like – We're like, let's like just it. get through them. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind that. with the over. Okay. okay. Yeah, he's, my, he's my fantasy quarterback, so yeah. I'm root for him. I feel you. Two of us are right. One of us is wrong on yeah, that one. There we go. Unless they push. I'm just kidding. Unless they push, and then we're all wrong. Anyways, Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, the most hated team over, in my household. Over. 2018. Over. Hit the over. Nine baby. and seven. Now, oddsmakers have them at nine wins again. Cook, you're screaming over, 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 baby, I believe was the exact quote. Why? Number one. Okay. Listen. I'm rooting against the Cleveland Browns to win the division and rooting for the Pittsburgh Steelers to win the division. There's oh, okay. number one. So that obviously means absolutely number jack two, shit. That's perfect. They have a lot going against them this season. Mm-hmm. They so that's have a been positive. pretty much told they're the underdog in the division. There's all this hype around the Cleveland Browns. They're going to come out gunslinging and take the division. I'm predicting on this podcast right now. 12 wins. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Well, let's not forget about Baltimore. I mean, they didn't make the playoffs last year. So yeah. Give them a little credit, but nine wins. I'm going to go push here. I think nine seven's fair. I'm going to take the easy way out. They got kind of a hard schedule. so I'll go I'm going under. I think eight. 
So whatever. I think it's more of a push than an over. Chris says twelve. I'm baffled, so but that's okay. I get. I like that a lot. So Seattle Seahawks. There's no repercussions to me saying twelve wins. So. No, yeah. other than you know, yeah, our validity. Ooh, no one cares about that. Yeah, that's true. You've had some terrible predictions. Oh, I've had the worst out of everybody, and I, my validity is challenged every time. So uh, Seattle Seahawks last year in 2018, they went 10-6. and six. Odds makers, this is our last team, and I can't wait to get a water on this break. Cicadas are back. Nine wins is what the odds makers say. I'm going to go over because I think they're in a shitty division, so I think they're going to take 10 wins. Nice. Um, I'm going to go under. Okay. What are you going to do? Are you going to do push? I'm going to go over. Okay. I think that they're the second team out of that division that makes the playoffs. So, I'd say over Russell Wilson. I'm not going to count him out. So, thankfully, we are now done with over-unders, hopefully for the rest of the year. That was well, 30 over-unders NHL. with NBA and NFL action. So, I think that was a positive. You guys probably don't give two flying flips what we think, but we just gave you our opinions. So, if you want to bet on them, I probably would not go with Chris's over-unders. <laughs> Um, but everybody else, go for it and let us know how we did. Coming up next, we are going to be doing leaks in the league. And I might even yell it. I might be the guy that yells this time. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Okay. It's time for leaks in the league. Presented by Border Data Pod Podcast. That took a lot out of me. I feel so that bad for my neighbors. Took <laughs> a lot out of me. Dude, Was look, it loud? I saw some veins. <laughs> you got some veins popping. Boy. Boy, get those soccer nuts. I got those soccer nuts. All right, remember, nuts. when I'm up, I'll let you guys know. First up on the docket here, Lions wide receiver Jermaine Curse was hoping to bounce back this season. Unfortunately, his season came to an end Thursday night during the Lions' first drive. Curse suffered a broken leg and gruesome injuries to his ankle. He left on a cart with his leg in an air cast. Did you guys see the injury? What do you guys think about that? I did not see that? the injury. This was when? Thursday night. Yeah, it was nasty. Yeah. It was a nasty hit. It's rough. Um, really rough. Jermaine Curse uh, really had a solid couple years there as a, a jammer, r- right? relatively. Is he? I thought he won with the Seahawks. Didn't he? Oh, he might have. Yeah, he had a, he had a couple really good yeah. seasons with the Seahawks. Um, the Jets. He was kind of a shining star at different points, yeah. and just injuries caught up with him. And of course, uh, the Lions have terrible luck, and Curse went down. So. Uh, terrible, 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 terrible luck for Jermaine Curse, and I think uh, his career might be over. Unfortunately, Speaking it's it's coming, it's coming down to an end. Sirens, another sirens, sirens. Are back. <laughs> yeah. sirens are back. But, yeah, uh, the Kokomo scanner, see what's going on. Yep. Yeah, poor, poor guy. Poor yep. guy. Next up, the Los Angeles Chargers were in pre- peak preseason form on Thursday when they were called for four penalties all on one play. The penalties included three holdings and one on the sportsmanlike conduct. Former NFL referee Ed Hockley's son, Sean, was on the call for it. How bizarre is it on the same play you get four penalties called for? So did every ref just every just umpire just throw a ref just throw something? <laughs> I believe so. Basically. There's seven refs, I believe. Yeah, so just half, almost half, over half of them threw the flag on something else? Yes. Interesting. I mean, hopefully they continue that play into the first week of the season when uh, Indiana takes the field, so Indianapolis. So we'll see. Yeah, uh, Chargers, they have a terrible offensive line. That's their weakest point, so nothing shocks me at all with that. So, The New York Giants rookie quarterback Daniel Jones entered the game for Eli Manning in the first quarter of their preseason opener. Unfortunately for Jones, the game was called off early due to weather delay or uh, due to the weather outside. So, anywho, Jones was sharp in his debut, completing all five of his passes, throwing for 67 yards and a touchdown pass to none other than Benny Fowler. R.I.P. my brother, Benny. So, is there a quarterback controversy in? New York between Manning and Jones now. Of course there is. And also, there just be. one moment, I am on the clock. Oh, uh, there we go. Are you taking Daniel Jones? Mark Ingram is the top player available. Sony Michelle, Philip Lindsay, Ooh. David Montgomery. <sighs> There's some names. Take one of those. Cohen, Hunter Henry, Lamar Miller. Mm-hmm. So you're thinking I'm Sony thinking Michelle or Lindsay? Yes. Yeah. And I like Lindsay a little better, if we're being honest. Yeah, Lindsay's pretty good. Right. What's that wide receiver depth looking like, though? Oh, let's see here. My wide receiver depth's good right I know now. you have good wide receiver depth. What's the depth of the draft looking like? Uh, I'm thinking what, in Corbin. William, Mike Williams. 
as uh, like Mike Sammy Watkins, Alshon Jeffrey, Robbie Anderson, Marvin Jones. What's that? What's that quarterback situation look we like? We don't have one. I know. Oh shoot, we only have. Yeah, I might just do a quarterback here because I, mean, I like one of those receivers you just said. I think Goff, Watkins. Wentz, Philip Rivers, Kyler Murray. I like Watkins as in a high power. You want a guy in a high powered offense? Just Cook, make your pick. I don't know. I mean, there's so many guys available. I'm going Goff. Okay. Okay. I like it. All right. Anyway, so you went Michelle Goff. Yeah, I no, I went um, Goff and. Philip Lindsay. Philip Lindsay. Nice, nice, nice. Awesome. Anyways, yes, Daniel Jones. There should be a quarterback controversy. He's uh, an accurate passer. Uh, he, I think he's got the tools to be an average NFL quarterback, which would be great for the Giants this year. So I think there definitely should be a quarterback controversy, and Daniel Jones will start at some point this year. Fair enough. There's definitely a quarterback controversy just because it's New York, and Eli right. hasn't been that great in the last two years. Uh, so, yeah, and if – Maybe there should be. I mean, this guy was shit on immediately in New York, as New York likes to do when they uh, have a draft pick. So I, I'm kind of rooting for him. I've never been the biggest Eli guy. I know he's Peyton's brother, but I don't give a shit about that. So let's get Daniel Jones in here. Let's, let's go. Let's, let's see what he's got. Let's see what he's got. Let's do it. What's the worst that could happen? Nothing. Uh, right. Lose more games. Yeah, lose, yeah. Whatever. The most anticipated rookie debut in the preseason happened. Thursday night, when the first overall pick, Kyler Murray, took the field for the Cardinals. Murray finished the game, completing six out of seven passes and throwing for 44 yards. Murray, after the game, was quoted saying, I thought it was smooth. I was anxious to get out there, move around, and throw it a little bit. I really just tried to execute whatever coach called, and I think we did that for the most part. Mm -hmm. So, Hawk, I know you had watched this. What were your thoughts on his debut in the preseason? A perfect offense for him. He got the ball out quick. They did a lot of like five yards out to start, and then he went downfield a couple times. Looked impressive. Looks very impressive. And uh, in our keeper league, I am drafting him, so I'm excited for that. <laughs> so I, I hope two quarterback league too. Two so, quarterbacks, yeah. of course. So uh, hopefully he's a stud. Yeah, um, I think David Johnson might catch 100 balls this year because of that offense yeah. and the way <laughs> Kyler Murray gets it out. So, uh, yeah, Murray looked impressive. I didn't watch it live like Hawk did, but I did watch uh, the NFL Rewind on it. So I, I definitely was impressed with Kyler Murray, and I think he's going to be just fine as long as he has a clean pocket. Who were some receivers there you would target? Like if Andy, late round fantasy. Andy Isabella. Isabella. And uh, Hakeem Butler has Hakeem got a lot of upside, too. but he's kind of uh, – he makes like spectacular catches. He reminds me a lot of uh, Darius Hayward Bay. But here's God. the thing. I know that's the worst thing I've ever. Heard. I know, but I don't think he. I think he had one catch in his whole season with the Colts. I'm not even kidding. I know, but I mean, he could be. He could be a, a good player, but yeah. he, he does a tend burner. to drop. I it. Yeah. The top yeah. Up, yeah. Yep. That's it. So. All right. Next up, a little more of a headlining story here. Star running backs Ezekiel Elliott and Melvin Gordon continue to remain firm in their holdout situation as both players have not reported to teams yet. Do you think either running back works out an agreement with their teams before the season? Yes, I think uh, Ezekiel Elliott will work out a deal. I think it makes sense uh, for the Dallas Cowboys to pay him, um, get that in with the DAC deal. Um, I don't think it makes any sense for the Chargers to sign Melvin Gordon. One, they are very capped on their um, you know their actual cash that they can hand out plus they got a lot of big contracts coming up and Joey Bosa uh, Melvin Ingram um, you might have to pay Philip Rivers one more time Keenan Allen Derwin James like do you want to pay that running back so I think it makes the most sense for the Chargers to trade Gordon somebody else gives him the money I think Ezekiel Elliott will be on the field week one for the Dallas Cowboys I couldn't agree more. And you said you said traded for Melvin Gordon. Yeah, that's kind of what I was going to say as well. I think he inevitably gets traded. Yep. And that's great for the Colts because we play in Week One, and I think we can contain Eckler. And Eckler's not, Eckler's not bad. Yeah, I'm he's not terrible. Him, but big, big help for the Colts here. All right. Speaking of the Colts, to wrap up the segment here, last topic: Andrew Luck continues to make progress as he recovers from a calf strain uh, that he suffered a few months ago. Yet there's no timetable set for his return. Lux missed a handful of training camp practices and did not play in week one of the preseason. Should the Colts be concerned or are they just being super cautious with Luck right now? They're being super cautious, and here's here's why. The new regime, ever since Ballard and Reich, they've never really lied to us. Last year they said Luck will be ready, it's just a time thing. He's, he's just taking it slow, and he was ready. And he went and he struggled a couple weeks. They didn't win games, but overall it was a good thing. So I think they told us if it would have been a big game last Sunday, the Thursday night game would have been a big Sunday night game. 
They said he would have played. So I think it's very cautious. We're just taking it along. I don't want to see him at all in the preseason, to be honest. Maybe like a drive or two late in the third, that third game. But just keep him on the side. He is the key to this season. Brissett did not look great at all in his, his minutes. Kelly looked better than him, honestly. Swag. So, swag looked better. So for me, I'm not concerned. I think I'm going to take it. I can't, I can't even think about not having Andrew Luck at all. So it, that would just destroy me. So let's just – I'm being optimistic here. I would be concerned just because of the history. It's a calf. It's a calf. It's a calf. Get out of here. It's a calf. Yeah. I would That's what s- Kevin Durant said, though. It's a calf. Yeah. I, I, I would be a little concerned. I wouldn't. We still have a I, I, I still like have a, like, I think three if, weeks. Yeah. I think if, I, if I'm the Colts. And he's been throwing. So to me, fine. best case scenario, throwing. he comes out week three, give him a drive or two. Yeah. And then he just sits. He doesn't play in the preseason. Just, just let him. Yeah, just chill just out. Go snowboarding or something. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what he should do. But I, I am a little concerned just, just because of him. Like he's a weird dude. Like we know he's a weird dude. He's a great quarterback. Weird dude. Weird dude. Yeah. And I wouldn't even say he's a weird dude. He's like the most normal, boring dude. So maybe not. Like so- he is like the guy that you don't want to be friends with. You don't want to hang out with him ever necessarily, no. but that's he's a quarterback. He's smart. He's he's got his he's got his high school sweetheart. They're just going to do their own thing. Yeah. He got a kid on the way. Yeah. He's an architect. Just let him do his thing. Love it. Are we done? Um, I'm not so well, I was going to get my oh, input. I go. I love it. I'm I love not it. so concerned. I can see him being very cautious considering what had happened the last couple of seasons. So, yeah. I mean, there's no point in him playing in the preseason. What do we got going on? I'm breaking news. Uh, Hawk just hit the search Twitter, <laughs> and the number one thing that popped up is the ugly guy underscore. <laughs> <laughs> well, he told me to change his name. I didn't believe him. So I, look it up. I was going to pull up the pictures, the where do you sit pictures. So I'll pass it around. This is the Colts one first. I know on the. The Pacers won. There was a couple snubs. And that, was a couple snubs. That was meditated. I did that on purpose. If you take out, if you leave off a couple names, people are going to talk about them more. They're going to call you an idiot. They'll be like, where the, where the hell's Oladipo? Admittedly, though, you did forget Oladipo, right? I forgot Oladipo and Lance. I was just doing it. Like It took me like an hour, and I was just blasting What did you use it. to do this? Snapchat. I literally just wrote it. Oh, Snapchat. so you wrote the name? Yeah, I found the picture. Yeah, that would take forever. For some reason, it took forever to find the template of just the freaking SpongeBob lunch table meme. So, where would you sit? Read them out. All right, table one: Peyton Manning, Mike Hart, and Joe Haig. <laughs> Mike Hart was a great pull. I mean, I love nobody guys. wants to sit with Mike. Hart. No. <laughs> Uh, table two: Andrew Luck, Bjorn Warner, Edron James. That's a pretty solid table. That's besides a great table. That's a good table. Uh, table three, Marvin Harrison, Costanzo, Nick Harper. Mine's still number one. Nick Harper would be fun. Just to fucking just talk to Nick Harper about his stab. Number four, Darius Leonard, Tariq Glenn, Ryan Kelly. Tariq. Ryan Kelly. Tariq Glenn. Sorry, I, I hadn't. He's, uh, That's a good table. That's another solid I'm table. I'm still number table it's two. It's been 15 years and I already can't pronounce his name. He was, uh, our buddy's, our buddy's dad was his insurance, insurance agent. agent. Really? Yep. Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, number five, Reggie Wayne. Pierre Desir, uh, Mike Vanderjack. Nope. Oh, shoot, dude. You're up? You're up. Oh, shit. I missed it. You missed your round? Yeah, I took a kicker. What the? <laughs> you took a kicker? <laughs> what, do you, what else did you take? A defensive person. You took an IDP and a kicker. Yeah. You're going to lose. Yeah. <laughs> I, got, I got the Rams kicker. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey. Who, Who picks did, a kicker? What IDP did you get? Malcolm Jenkins. Oh, Jesus, man. You're gonna, I'm going to throw up. What happened? <laughs> what, <laughs> not a kicker and a defensive player. That's an auto draft. <laughs> <laughs> what is that, the eighth round? Uh, Yeah, it's... Jesus. It's, Yuck. Why Why would they default to a kicker? That makes no sense. All right, table six, Pat McAfee, <laughs> Kenny Moore, Trent Richardson. That's no. the one that for Pat McAfee got a big draw, I feel like. But Seven. Trent Rich, I would just love to just ask Trent Richardson if he thinks he's still getting in the Hall of Fame. That would be a fun thing to ask somebody. Robert Mathis, Quentin Nelson, Hank Basket. That's not a bad one. That's a good That's a good yeah. table. I'm sitting there. I'm sitting right next to Basket on the other side. Dwight Freedy, Marlon Mack, Gary Brackett. Mm, that's, okay. We're that's talking about decent, Stack Pickle. Yeah, uh, whatever. I, I just still can't believe I took he, the honor of that. <laughs> Jesus, man. T.Y. Hilton, Bob Sanders, Adam Vinatieri. That was the one that got the most love. Yeah. And that was the last table, so I just had to get the legends that I forgot because I wasn't about to make the pace. <laughs> I think I'd still want to sit with Edron. 
Table two. Yeah, you're going to sit with your favorite guy. Most, I mean, if we're being honest, most people probably sit with Manning, wouldn't they? Like, I would guess. Yep. All right. Um, what about what about which one are you picking? I'll pick. God, that's tough. I'll I'll go. I don't want to go nine because everybody else went nine. Yeah. I'll say table one. I'm, I want to talk to Mike Hart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to ask him about his Michigan day. Yeah. All right. Do we even want to do the Pacers one, or do we just yeah, act, go ahead. act like it didn't happen? All right. You read them though, because I got distracted and I missed. I All drafted right. a freaking kicker. All right. I'm asking you, Jake. Which table? Two. Goga Batadze, oh, Lavoy okay. Allen, George Hill, table one. Table two, Reggie Miller, TJ Leaf, Travis Best. Three, Jermaine O'Neal, Jeff wait, Foster, oh, wait, hold on. Tyreek say Evans. Two again. Say two again. Reggie Miller, TJ Leaf, Travis Best. Oh, that's a pretty good one. <laughs> Four, Miles Turner, Steven Jackson, Doug McDermott. No, I don't want to sit with Doug McDermott. We might be able to, if we, but if we sit there, we can maybe get one of them on the podcast. We sit and we, we that's true. Around. Although Steven Jackson might probably try to smoke, smoke with us, and we might not be able in the right state of mind. Yeah, but I would not do that. <laughs> Me neither. Next up, five. <laughs> Paul George, Maceo Basin, David Harrison. This is this is a this is an aggressive table. Yeah, I really like that table. <laughs> That's a wild table. I like that. Sorry, table. David. I love you, but I'm not sitting there. Six. This is this was a, this was one of the big winners. Danny Granger, Quinn Buckner, Thad Young. That's just a solid table. Yeah, and actually, Quinn's gonna keep it loose. Thad's gonna—he's just gonna be a team guy. He's gonna be having fun. By the way, we can't pick. Jake and I have sat at a table with David Harrison. Yeah, so that's true. We've actually lived this out. Yeah, we've lived this out. Seven: Malcolm Brogdon, Roy Hibbert, Tyler Hansborough. No, no. And then eight: Rick Smith, David West, Darren Collison. That's Man, I solid. couldn't do it with David. I couldn't do it with Darren Collison. I'd love to sit with David West. I think I'm going number two. You're going Reggie Miller, TJ Leaf, Travis Best. I think Travis Best would be a little bit cooler, and he just pounded the ball like him and Mark Jackson just pounded the ball. I don't know, Reggie'd be cool. And then I like the David Harrison one. Give me that one again, David Harrison. <laughs> Maceo Baston and Paul George. Listen, I'm I, going. I think I'd pick that table, and I just would yell at Paul George the whole fucking time. I don't the whole that. freaking time. Just freaking sit there time. with a finger in his face. Yeah, and you know Harrison would have your back. No, hundred percent. I'm sitting at the Miles Turner, Stephen Jackson, Doug McDermott table. And that's the end of the episode, I believe. That is the end of the episode. Are you episode? about to pick again? No, nope, I'm not about another, to pick. Are you going to get a defense this round? No. <laughs> the funny thing is I was going to say, should I pick these defensive guys at the end of the draft? And then they auto-pick freaking Malcolm Jenkins. So he would be your secondary guy? Yeah. So, it's an old. But the dude. good thing is, I just saw a couple picks after me. Adam Vinatieri was picked. So some you the, started the run. So <laughs> you started, started the run. And like, there's still good value on the board. Hunter Henry's still there. Miles Sanders, Sammy Watkins, players I was talking about six, three or four rounds ago yeah. are still there. There you go. How many picks so, still you're up? So uh, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, seven more picks. Good luck. Yeah. All right, that's gonna wrap up this episode of the Born Ready Pod podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. We will be back soon. I'm going on vacation. Have a great week. Love you. See ya.